You're listening to the USCA official podcast, which takes you behind the scenes of eventing, covering all the big events, professional tips and tricks, interviews, special guests, and the latest USCA eventing news. Welcome to the USCA official podcast and listeners, have we got a special treat in store for you because today's guest on the show is or was the recipient of the Turner Holcamp grant for the Young Event Horse class in Le Leon d'Angers. She went very, very well there as well. It is somebody I actually met for the very first time this year. Cannot believe that I had not met you before. Caroline Martin, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. It has been lovely to have you over on British Soil competing uh, this summer. We have seen so much of you over here on this side of the world, but we're looking forward to kind of hearing more about your adventures and the build-up to Lillian and, and how Lillian went, because it was very, very successful for you. So first of all, give us an insight into what you've been up to this year and, and what made the trip over to Europe something that you wanted to pursue because it's not an easy thing to do is to up sticks leave a business behind and set up halfway across the world no no that's a really good question so uh, last year I went over Leon has always been on my bucket list um I've always tried to produce horses from a young age and last year I got a group of owners um uh, Paul Hendricks, Amos Sedone, Gail Davis and Derek Shrine I told them you know I really want to see how my horse King Especial would do at the you know world championships for six-year-olds so they flew me over and I was like I was deer in the headlights there (laughs) I couldn't believe the amount of spectators at Leon I couldn't imagine I couldn't believe the terrain um how hard the cross country was it was just I was completely out of my element so that kind of showed me okay if I want to ever come back to Leon I gotta give my horses a better prep you know in America our young horses we can't get 20 30,000 spectators there's just no shows that we can for young horses um get that so it kind of is all I think my whole trip to Europe was a little bit like meant to be so I got a phone call in December um from Rob Burke saying I was being considered for the Welton Fair grant and I was a bit blindsided because I've always had a bit of a plan I gotta sell some horses in America I gotta do x y and z and go to the same shows and I was like I called my fiance and I was like Dennis I could potentially move to Europe for six months. He's like, all right, we got to do it. We got to figure it out. So I did a phone call interview. I got the grant. Um, and I also got developing rider grant to do Houghton Hall with my Islandwood Captain Jack horse. And I kind of shut my business down. I had a couple of great girls here take care of the few sale horses I had left. I pretty much sold out, sold everything before April 1st and packed up my bags and flew over with six horses and move to Europe. (laughs) You make it sound so easy when you say, you know, it's just something that we've got to do. But actually, it's a mammoth planning task. And not just bringing one or two horses, but six is huge logistical challenge. Oh, I know. I know. It's kind of crazy now that I'm home. Today's my first day back at home. I'm kind of like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe we did all that. But um, yeah, I have such good support staff. Like I could spend 30 minutes talking about how grateful I am for the people around me. But you know, I have a really good um, Irish business partner. Her name's Kelly Hutchison. She came over this winter and helped me kind of sell out of all the horses. We leased a couple of my personal horses here in America. Um, we just got the business as small as possible. 
And then I originally flew over and was training with um, Andrew Nicholson. And then I was sadly only with him for a little bit of time because he had family matters um, and and health problems. So then um, Andrew was super gracious and then put me with Pippa. And then it it really kind of all worked out. I think it was all meant to be in a way. So I've I've had so many people give me helping hands to make it happen, which I kind of have to pinch myself because I, you know, I'm a little bit insecure and I'm like, I can't believe people actually believe in me. You know, they're crazy. (laughs) Not um, at all. Not at all. And so you went from Andrew Nicholson's to Pippa Funnels. What was it like being based, based with Pippa? And, And what was that kind of transition like to sort of set up at her yard and be part of the Billy Stud and the, the wider team there? So originally I was so nervous, you know, leaving America, leaving my support staff. Um, my head rider, Lee Mayer, he actually came over with me. He's Irish and he finally got his visa approved, but it just kind of worked out while we were waiting for his visa. He would come with me um, and help me. So at least I had him and my fiance, but oh, it was very nerve wracking. I remember showing up to Pippa's. I had my Six horses, a few tack trunks. We didn't have anywhere to live. <laughs> we were living in a local hotel. And I remember the hotel said, oh, we can only accommodate you for three days. On the fourth day, good luck. You have to figure out where else to live. So I told Lee, I was like, well, my, and my fiance, actually, my fiance went home to, for work. I said, Lee, we might be sleeping in our car for, the, for a couple of weeks until we could find living in the Surrey area, which is near impossible, especially with you know, I had like a week's notice that I was moving. Um, so poor Pippa, I just kind of showed up on her doorstep and I can't tell you what a family they are. They took us in, they made us feel right at home. I remember the first thing we did is we all went to the local pub called the Parrot. It felt, it was just like, I, it was so meant to be. I felt so at home, even though I was terrified inside. It was just so warm and welcoming. And it's, I, I don't know, I still had to pinch myself that it actually happened. <laughs> What were the biggest learnings from being based? Because seeing somebody else's set up at the top level um, is obviously very different. Everybody has their own way of doing things. So what was the biggest sort of challenge to kind of find your way and kind of put Pippa's stamp on your horses? Yeah, there's this, there's so much that's different. So I think the biggest thing is in America – we're always struggling to finish the day. We have so much on our plate. Like for me, we have up to 40 horses. You know, we might have, I might have 10, 15 personal horses in. We might have 20, 30 sale horses in. Um, so we're always just we're riding a ton of horses. In America, it would be average that I'd ride 15 horses a day and you just kind of power through the day. You don't really spend the time on each horse and give them individual time. And that's, that's the biggest takeaway with Pippa. We would ride the horses it wouldn't be uncommon to do an hour and a half, two hours, but it's not drilling them. It's we're going to go for a 30 minute walk, do a little bit of work then go for another little bit of walk. And then, you know, the, and then also the fitness work at Surrey Hills. I'm a total believer. Those Hills are absolutely incredible. We would Pippa and I would go for 14 kilometer. Um, she calls them hacks, but they're trot sets pretty much up and down the hills through the woods um and each horse like I said in the beginning is so tailored the program's so tailored to them um and every day it was just something completely different um the gallops also in England were unreal like I remember going to the gallops for the first time with her and I was again pinching myself because I was like I can't believe this is where she gallops and she's like oh it's okay it's average it was not average it was a beautiful um I don't know if you know it's Coomlands 
it's a beautiful race yard. The gallop is perfectly manicured and you'll show up there and there'll be other five-star riders getting their horses fit. It was just, the whole, the whole experience is just absolutely life-changing. And what about kind of diving into the UK event scene? Because you've been over here to events previously, but not to half of the events that you got the chance to go to this summer. So what was that like? And how does it differ? I think that's a really nice kind of interesting point. You mentioned already the crowds. What were the big differences that you felt? Yeah, in the past, what the U.S. has done is they would send a team of young riders um, for a month. We would usually do Houghton Hall and Bramham. And it was always great. Like it was always great experience, but it didn't actually take you away from your element. Like you're still kind of in a bubble when you only did a month. You know, you just real quick go in there, do your shows, and then you get out. Um, spending a proper six months and getting to know the community, and then seeing how even just the national horse trials work, and then all the way up to the five stars, that was super important for me. Um, so Pippa's mom runs a show called South of England. And I remember Pippa came in the barn. She's like, Caroline, you need to sign up for the show. It's just a little local show. And when I think about local shows, I just think, you know, a couple boards on the ground and then no spectators, a few jumps in the field, you know, nothing fancy. Well, I show up at the show and there's at least 10,000 spectators. And it's a huge country fair. There's tons of like just tons of people lining, lining the rings. And I remember we're on, we, we had a few sail horses in England and we were on, a sail horse. I was like, I don't know how he's going to cope with all these spectators. This is his first event. And um, that just seeing how used to the crowds the horses get, the atmosphere, the terrain. Oh my goodness, the terrain. Going to Gatcom. Gatcom is um, the British Championships and the terrain there. You literally, the second fence, you go down a cliff. Like it's. Um, <laughs> you actually do. You actually do. You go walk down there, uh, you sort of dive. Yeah. Oh, I remember going to Pippa and I was like, how do you, how do you cater downhill like that? And she was just like, you'll be fine. Just close your eyes. The horses know how to use their legs. I was like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and the first, luckily my first horse was good. And then uh, the, the other horses were fine and I got confidence from it, but it's just the terrain and atmosphere. There's just so many elements. I keep telling people that we just don't get it here in America. I love America. I'm, you know, I'm so proud to be from this country, but you don't get 50,000 spectators with your five-year-old um, and then figure out how to ride on that terrain. And sometimes that, you know, again, GACM, it's it technically, it was a one-day event. So I had to do a dressage test, learn a dressage test, and never learned before. Um, I had to go show jumping and it, because the times were so tight, I didn't have a chance to walk my show jumping course. So I had to learn it just from watching, which is again, like something I'm out of my element. And then I only could walk the cross country course once which, you know, again, I haven't, I don't know the train. I haven't um, been there before. So just kind of all these different things being thrown at you really made me grow because I had to learn really quickly how to adapt where like in America, I've been competing here since I was seven years old. I've done, you know, Fairhill a million times. I've done Plantation a million times. I've done all these shows. I don't even have to walk the course. I can pretty much look at a map and be like, okay, I'm fine. I know what, what's expected. Um, and then I go to these championships or just these simple horse trials in England and everything is different and everything is challenging. You know, it's, it's it, the way they use their train really blew me away. Um, so it's, it, it's just such a good learning curve for all my, especially for my young horses, because I mostly brought, up, brought over a young team. 
it's one of those things, isn't it? Taking you totally out of your comfort zone. And, and you could take a British rider and send them over to America and they would feel exactly the same in, in kind of taking on some of your tracks in it being totally unfamiliar. And it's little things of not knowing where the warm up is or not knowing that actually, you know, you go to Gatcom, you walk the course. And when you say you go off a cliff at fence too, it literally, the ground drops away. But not only that, you've got probably about, 15, 20 yards down this really steep bank. But then it's like a really sharp left-handed 90 degree turn at the bottom. Because if you carry on, there's a bank of trees and you're just going to keep going off what feels like the edge of the world. And and I guess what I'm trying to say is that people that have been to Gatcombe or have watched Gatcombe as a spectator over here would kind of be half aware that that's there, albeit a different kettle of fish when they go to ride it. Whereas actually when it takes you by surprise, it kind of adds a whole different dimension to it. Absolutely. Like maybe I should have done a bit more research about all these shows, but there was just so much going on that, you know, by the time I got to the show, I was just so surprised by everything. And exactly what you said, like, I don't, I didn't know where warm up was. And if I got to a show a day early, I didn't know where I could school my horses. So everything, I'm just trying to figure it out. And that's another thing I was so surprised about is how kind all the riders were. Um, I remember again another situation at um, Gatcom. I was walking the course. Um, my fiance and I were trying to look around. We're like, I don't even know what color the national intermediate was. Um, and Harry needs there. He's like, you look a little lost. Do you need some help? And I was like, oh, thank you so much. Yes, like what you know. And just all the riders are so kind and helpful. Um, and I didn't expect that. You know, at the end of the day, it's a sport. It's a sport. We're all competitive, but everyone was so kind and last minute to go to Leon I needed a lorry and I called Kevin McNabb he's like oh absolutely here take my lorry no problem it's just I, I just so appreciative and grateful for everyone's help and it's not not at all what I expected it's it's a, a real community feel and I think it it's something that um you know, it's very special about in eventing because actually, you know, you see it in other sports and you wouldn't see people kind of sharing tips and advice on what line they're going to take or, um, you know, it's very much one against the other or a team against another. Whereas actually in eventing, it's it's the riders against the course. And for the most part, um, everybody is really so supportive. Um, talk to me a little bit about the build up to Lillian Danger because obviously your young horse's had been very, very impressive. And I know that you had um, already been awarded the the whole Camp Turner grant because how it works is, isn't it, the highest placed um, horse at the five-year-old Young Event Horse Championships actually gets sponsored later down the line as a seven-year-old for Le Leon d'Angers. And, and therefore, you know, it's a real opportunity for you to kind of target your young horses at this opportunity so just tell us a little bit about that and kind of how Lillian then fitted into your plans for the season yeah absolutely so um you know it's a little bit extra special so King Especial was originally sourced by Paul Hendricks and still is along with a group of people and then HSH Blake is originally sourced by Kelly Hutchison so both Kelly and Paul are my main business partners and so it's so special because the both of them, you know, believe in me and support me. And that's the reason why I got the horses. Um, so the big goal for once we got them was to take them to the five-year-old championships. That year in Virginia, it rained so bad. So the divisions actually got separated in two. Um, and both horses won 
They both had record-breaking scores, I believe, and they both won each of their divisions that year. Um, so as soon as they won that, I obviously had the Tim and Christine Turner whole camp um, grant in mind. So I was like, all right, I got to I gotta fight and figure out how to get these horses prepared and get them to Leon. Um, so since the five-year-old, we had this in the back of our mind. Um, and then that, again, that's why it's done the whole journey. And yeah, it's just, we've just been slowly checking all the boxes to get them prepared. Um, it was important for me to take them to, you know, courses where they have lots of terrain. It was important for me to take them to courses where they have lots of spectators. Um, their fitness also going really on. I don't think a lot of people know that the cross country is 10 minutes long. It's very important for Pippa and I to get them, you know, as fit as possible um the show leon is just it's such a great prep for these horses and their career for championships it's my goodness that is that that show is an element of its own it's just beyond it's it's challenging and it really makes the horses grow up um yeah there's so much to look at isn't there um you know lilian danger you not only have you got enormous crowds um, but the, the cross country is basically like a work of art. It's something that I don't think you can actually appreciate totally until you look at the cumulative effect of all of these fences, which are just like a story of art. They're just extraordinary. Yeah, no, each each group of fences is definitely a story. I feel like um, I, any listener you're listening to this they need to go and check out the pictures because it's just it's unbelievable the work and detail that went into the course and again the thing about the cross country is you had challenging obstacles the terrain there's so many even though leon is technically a flatter type of terrain there's so many undulations that are actually difficult to ride um you know there's little bumps in the course there's sharp turns um and then you got to throw in I don't know how many spectators were there, but thousands. Um, you got to throw in that every time you would go do a sharp turn to a combination, your horses get hit with a sea of crowds. Um, I remember on my second horse, HSH Blake, I was trying to do tight turns um, and get really close to the roping. I remember dogs are jumping out, people are jumping out. So I'd be like, oh, I got to stay a little bit off the roping because even though I want to make the time, I got to be careful that uh, someone doesn't jump out at me. <laughs> So it's it's a lot for young six and seven year olds to cope, you know, especially at, at that age. Sometimes the horses wake up and they're a little bit tired or sore or spooky. They're just developing. Um, so you're asking them to be mentally and physically prepared for a championship. It's it's a lot. It's a lot for them. And that's why it's a bit extra special that my two did so well is, you know, again, it's just like it's a whole family that got them there. Um I don't, I don't think I also mentioned both horses are owned by by really special people. Um, and they originally were both horses were sent over as sale horses. And they both actually got vetted twice to be sold. But it's a bit fortunate that clients passed on them. And then I've got Molly Hoffman and McElduff, and they own the horses for me. So it's, I don't know, it's one of the stories I'm like, it was just meant to be. It's meant to happen. It's meant to to play out that way. Tell us a little bit about the two that you took to Lillian Danger. Let's start with HSH Blake, who was the horse that was the recipient of the, the Holcomb Turner grant, um, who ended up finishing on his dressage score of 27.4 for a top 10 finish. Um, just absolutely brilliant performance from him in all three phases. But he has been a horse that I know you said really excited about ever since he came to you originally as a project yeah 
Yeah, yeah, he's really special. I remember um, Kelly sent him over the summer of his five-year-old year, and funny enough, I fell off of him at his first show. as beginner novice. Um, I, I totally missed him. And then he, I popped off in the show jumping, which is just funny to think about it. Two years later, he's what he's doing. Um, but yeah, he's he's by Tolinar out of a, an Irish dam. Um, and he's just he's beautiful. We call him Princess in the Bar, but he's barn, but he's an absolutely lovely mover. He's a beast cross country. He's completely straight and he's aggressive. Um, and show jumping, he's he's super up front. And he's just he's a phenomenal athlete, and he'll only get better with age and strength. Um, you know, he's he he's got he checks all the boxes. He has enough blood in his bloodlines, um, and he's got the movement. There's you know, I we all have high high hopes for him, and again, I'm just so gr- grateful that Molly saw his ability as I did. So we're we're hopefully we'll we'll get him all the way. Um, and the seven-year-olds this year was really competitive. Obviously, you you always expect it to be very competitive. It's a world championships at the end of the day. Um, but it, this year, I feel like we actually saw something pretty extraordinary. I mean, to be to be finishing on a score of what twenty-seven point four and and yeah. getting into the top ten, I mean, just goes to show actually how competitive the class of twenty twenty-two actually were. Yeah, no, it was it was an exceptional field. Um, it was lovely to watch, and it's so exciting for you know the sport to see this many quality young horses um, go up the ranks. It'll be very you know in a couple of years at the Olympics, it'll be very exciting to see you know maybe not this next Olympics, but the LA Olympics will see where you know where and how these horses um, come on from this. And as we all know, Leon really shows us you know future championship horses. So it's yeah it was a phenomenal class and actually very exciting for us eventing as well because uh three inside the top 10 uh philip dutton liz holiday sharp also in in the top 10 as well um and when you go when you think about a home olympics in la in what 2028 these horses they're seven now another 20 what what are we 2022 so another six years they're going to be what 13 which makes you feel like actually they're really going to be coming into their prime yeah, that's exactly that's a prime age for them. So you know, it'll be really exciting. It's always fun to see how the young horses progress. So um, and is it really exciting that both Liz and Philip have ex- exceptional young horses as well? So hopefully, you know, the three of our horses will be in future teams together. Lots to look forward to. And what about um, the horse who was so near, yet I'm sure it <laughs> feels so far away in the, the six-year-old's Young Horse World Championship class? Because actually the highest place finish by any US horse in the six-year-old class, um, HSH Connor, who actually gave your first international win on British soil a little bit earlier on this year as well. Um, yeah. He was brilliant, uh, led after the first two phases just give us a a bit of an insight into what he's like as a horse first of all before we talk about Leon yeah he's he's a lovely lovely creature so I got him against Kelly sent him over um as a sail horse as a four-year-old I got him I got him Blake actually funny enough on the same shipment of horses and again both of them I remember within the first couple weeks they both got tried and vetted (laughs) people passed on them I remember one person passed by and said Connor wasn't big enough and he wouldn't make it. <laughs> it's just, it's always just funny. Again, I think it was meant to be, but so he is uh, Connor's by Connor, and then he's out of a Mermis R mare. 
Um, he's absolutely lovely. He was sharp, though, um, as a young horse. Kelly got him as a two-year-old um, from the Gal- Galway Bay Breeder. Um, broke him in. Originally, he was a stallion, so we got him gelded. Um, he's just sharp. He's so intelligent. Where Blake is more, I'd say Blake's more competitor, and he's aggressive when he gets on course. Connor, if you would throw sand, like bright colored sand on the other side of the jump, over on top of the jump, he would notice that and then step away from the sand or the mud, or he's just, he's so aware, it's incredible. Um, But then at the same time, spectators and atmosphere, he could care less. He's just, he's a competitor in his own way. But when he was young, I would, I probably fell off of him a million times. He would spin me off trying to jump a freaking cross rail. (laughs) He was. He was cheeky, but he was cheeky because he was so intelligent. Um, and so the, his four-year-old year, he won the four-year-old championships, Young Event Horse Championships. And then last year, he actually placed second, um, but only just slightly. Um, but he, he's just, he's been an incredible athlete. He then he won this year, the two-star long in Ocala. And then I remember I got a pretty good offer right before the show and I said let me and he got tried before the Ocala three day and I was like well let me get through my show and then we can talk about after the show and again Luann McAduff I talked to um she's been a great friend of mine and her daughter actually bought my first five-star horse spring easy and I had a conversation with them and then they agreed to bring him on board and and fly him over to England which he wouldn't have done well without at Leon without um coming to England prior and just getting a bit more experience at the harder competitions and it, you know, it definitely that the, the lead up to Leon was definitely career changing for him. Um, so yeah, just a little bit about him. A lot of, a lot of um, sort of good foundations going in sort of over the last kind of couple of years building up to his future career, but his, his test in Leon, he led the first phase. Um, how, impressed were you with what he delivered in that kind of atmosphere which you know even though you've exposed him to to crowds over the last few months Leon is something else entirely yeah no for sure and I was a bit disappointed because I pull I drove fourth uh, I drew fourth in for him it was a bit disappointed because we know he's a really good mover um like he's won we did the next gen competition and that was a young horse competition and he did how did you find lead changes in his test and so that was very good practice and so coming to leon and doing the two-star test that we knew so well um you know i was very pleased with them we actually had a couple bobbles um it's so hard on young horses um you know to do that test you know you have to it's a fine line where you know you got to warm them up enough so they feel relaxed in their body but again they're sick so they can only hold their frame for so long so um there's some places where his tanner got a little strung out or his trot was forward but maybe not pushing from behind as much as i wanted um but to be leading and to stay leading throughout the competition pippa and i were so excited um especially being the fourth in because you never know you know you never know how the judges to be honest are feeling they might you know, kind of forget about your test at the last day, at the last section, and then start giving higher scores. But it was it was fabulous to still be leading, and he could care less about the atmosphere. Like I said before, all the lead-ups and competitions, it just felt like another show for him. And obviously brilliant in the cross-country as well. It's an interesting, wasn't it, because there's so much to take in 
at Le Leon in terms of the crowds and the decoration of the fences and the terrain. But actually, the test that is set for the six-year-olds is a very fair test. So it's a championship track, but it's a fair test for six-year-olds in terms yeah. of the questions that are being asked of them. Yeah. Well, the, the thing is, though, the cross country is nine minutes long, which is that's a, that's a real, really long way around for, for babies. Um you know, each I knew for him each question was completely doable, and I knew he would be fine with the with the atmosphere. Um, but what Pippa and I came up with the morning, so he can he can be a little bit sharp. So what Pippa and I did was we got on an hour before I went cross country. I gave him a nice long walk down to the warm up. Gave him a nice long stretching trot, stretching canter. We popped five jumps, and then about thirty minutes before I went, I hopped off of him. We cooled him out, um, gave him, kind of treat it like, Pip and I thought, let's treat it like an old format. So he has just enough time to take everything in, take a deep breath. And then it absolutely worked great. Um, and then I hopped on 10 minutes before I went, was about to go out. I jumped one more jump each time. And then Pippa walked me to the box and then off I went. And then he totally, he took everything absolutely in stride. He didn't blink once about anything um and then he cruised well inside the time um i was maybe a little bit too quick but i was for i was one of the first riders to go out and last year when i went over with my king special horse i was probably 20 seconds over the time because i i you know i wasn't used to riding quick or that long and with that many spectators on a young horse so you know really i just want to say everything kudos to pippa you know we she helped me get him fit she helped me get him prepared it's I think if any other American riders want to go to Leon, they need a Pippa boot camp before. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'd all dream of a Pippa boot camp. I find it really, um, it's really interesting, isn't it? You know, because the impact that she's had, and you can tell just just listening to the, you know, the even having an impact on the warm up and and the preparation, the fitness of of what is required, all those little things that actually you know you you have a system and it's a system that has worked really well for you over the years you know you've had a really good amount of success and and always had some stunning young horses that have been produced beautifully but actually almost having somebody that is just a couple of paces back from sort of how you usually do things and somebody with fresh ideas and somebody that is able to kind of see how you work that sort of input is incredibly valuable because actually it gives that extra dimension that perhaps you can't always get when you're on the daily grind so to speak oh 100 you know just again showing up at pippa's and i i don't want to say i was so set my ways but i had my certain way of doing things you know i'd ride some of my horses maybe consistently in their cross-country bits when I would school them for their jumping phases and as soon as I arrived Pippa was like no 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 we only ride everyone in snaffles and I was like you're crazy really nope no <laughs> first just snaffles that's it and so my mentality because I got these grants to come over here I was like okay well I absolutely have to give it my everything so I just completely I don't want to say surrendered myself but I did kind of surrender myself to her program and followed her to a T which I think she appreciated, but I appreciate more because I definitely going away, I'm taking everything I learned from her and I'm going to incorporate, I would say at least 99% of what I've learned from her. I'm going to put it into my program. Um, 
you know, it's slightly terrifying because I had very high expectations after getting these grants that, you know, I have to do well. But then people don't realize that I'm completely on my element. I don't have my support staff. I also am changing my riding and changing the way of going. So it was a lot of, I was very insecure, um, but in a way doing well at the first couple horse trials kind of gave me confidence that I was doing the right thing and I'll be fine. And then it just, I don't know, it just, it really all works. And I'm surprised, <laughs> you know, like I'm not surprised about Pippa, but it was just so many changing variables. It was just, it's, it was very, I'm, I'm more of a secure person, but I became very, I was very stressed in the middle of it. But God, goodness, I'm so appreciative and grateful for how it all played out. It's a real leap of faith, isn't it? At the end of the day, you sort of, you, you kind of throw yourself in wholeheartedly. And, and that's one of the joys of, of the grants that have been available of, of kind of helping towards that opportunity. But you're kind of stepping into the unknown. And there are, as you say, so many variables. Uh, what does the, the future holds in terms of your plans for, for 2023? Because obviously, it's been fantastic to have you over here on British soil. Um, I think there were plenty of people plotting on how they could horse nap a couple of your rides, uh, <laughs> a couple, to be honest, at some point. Um, but but what does next year hold in store? Are you coming back? Are you staying over in the States? Obviously, we've got Pan American Games coming up. Yeah, so the biggest thing is silly visas. So uh, originally, you know, I didn't get a long-term visa. I only had a six-month visa. Um, so I had about 12 hours before I was going to get deported from England. <laughs> so I had to quickly get out of England. Um, and sadly, all the horses are flying home while I do apply for my visa. But I'll be completely honest, when I left Pippa on Sunday, I was we were both bawling our eyes out. You know, she's became so much more than a mentor. She's become a friend. I just, I can't speak more highly and I just can't share my appreciation more. Like she's just, we call her uh, Mary Pippins after Mary Poppins because she's, like, <laughs> she's just unreal. But as of now, the horses will come home. Um, I do, I have such a great group of owners. So they all firmly believe in Pippa and believe in the process. So our goal is to return with a few horses next year. Um, and Pippa is going to come in January. So, you know, we're, we're texting each other, we're keeping up to date. Um, she's going to be a massive influential part of my program forever. I hope forever, as long as she doesn't get sick of me and kick me out. <laughs> but um, yeah, we're, we're just going to, we're going to play it by ear. i uh, like I, I like to say, my time in England wasn't going to be short. It's not going to be short term. It's going to be long term. So I hope every year I can come over with one or two horses or five horses, you know, just I think it's just so important to get back onto the world stage and just me competing even at the simple horse trials. You can't leave any stone unturned. And so every weekend to be as competitive or to ride as competitive as you can, such a good learning opportunity and just kind of gets you ready a bit for championships because you know by the time you go to Leon you're like oh, I've been competing this hard every weekend what is it just another show it's actually lost horses so hopefully I'll do better so I'm um, sure there'll be there'll be a few a few people over in Britain who you beat down the order um in a good number of events that are probably you know just stay over in the US it's fine it's fine it's competitive <laughs> um you don't need to be bringing your really nice horses back uh no there, yeah. there is a lot to look forward to uh, next year um one thing in terms of the Turner Hall Camp Grant and 
kind of looking forward to the to the future of, of your young horses they're obviously massively important um in your career and what what young horses have you perhaps got or um what are your aims in terms of the future uh, of bringing young horses back to Lillian perhaps with the help of the grant in future or or without yeah at the, at the end of the day this grant what Christine Turner and Tim Holkamp done it's it's completely life-changing and especially to my career um if it wasn't for this grant it really wouldn't have stemmed the whole me coming over to Europe and they've kind of put in a way they've made it so that Americans or especially for me it, it makes me want to buy younger horses and then give us targets every year you know every year as a, having four-year-old championships you're like okay I have a perfect aim for the horses they put the standard perfectly for them let's try to get this horse and try to win the four-year-olds okay perfect you win the four-year-olds do well put them out in the field then you have the five-year-old championships and then it gives you two years to keep producing the horses properly and getting them ready for Leon um it's just it's so so special that they've done this and we have to be so grateful in the u.s eventing community for them um i really do think it's life-changing for us and hopefully for for championships hopefully you know chris and tim can say oh well we help fundraise you know hopefully a olympic champion horse um, because it went through the young horse program um so hopefully every year i'll have a few horses um the goal is with my business partners we're always going to try to source horses that can go there and hopefully win the young event horse and it'll always be a staple part of my program um and again i i really can't thank chris and tim enough that it's just it's incredible that they put up this type of money and gave us this opportunity so uh, this year this year the year i had it's really all thanks to them it's a huge amount of support and investment and and i guess as well really importantly encourages horses to stay um, with their riders and, and continue their their young careers and and don't get me wrong you know you you know only as well as everybody else that actually sometimes horses need to be sold and, and the business needs to run and money needs to come in but actually there's also something um, that is so exciting about actually really incentivizing keeping horses and, and being able to produce them up the levels to hopefully be future team horses for the US and let's be honest three horses inside the top 10 in the seven-year-olds this year and of course uh, your brilliant podium finish in the six-year-olds the future is very very bright uh, Caroline thank you so much it has been an absolute pleasure I mean I could quiz you for hours about the life and times of the funnel. Um, I'm sure many of our listeners are sat here thinking, God, tell it, tell us more, tell us more. But we really appreciate it. And look, good luck over the winter months um, and, and heading into next year. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for chatting. And um, hopefully, hopefully I'll keep making everyone proud. But yeah. I have absolutely no doubt that you will. Uh, listeners, a big, big thank you as always for tuning in. Don't forget, we've got lots more coming up in the next couple of months before the end of the year. We'll be reviewing all of the season and uh, the USCA convention is incoming as well. So we'll have more for you on that. Do stay tuned. For now, though, big thank you to Caroline Martin, our guest today. And we'll be back soon with more on the USCA official podcast. Thanks for listening to the USCA official podcast. If you have any suggestions or feedback, then we would love to hear from you. Get in touch through any of our social media platforms at US Eventing. And don't forget to subscribe on your preferred podcast platform to make sure you don't miss an episode.